Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Today's session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and uh, it's nice to be back. Uh, this is Season 5, Episode 114 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me material, studying in June the 12th to June the 18th in Luke 22 and John 18. Um, the last couple of weeks, uh, well, I've been studying, but I've not done any podcast episodes. Uh, one, because for most of the last um, couple of weeks, we've been away on a holiday um, and there's just not been the opportunity or the space to do so. But also uh, the week before as well, um, there was a few things going on which uh, made it tricky to to record uh, with family and um, hospital visits and things like that. So um Back to normality this week, uh, and going to start back uh, with your daily episodes. Hopefully, so um, we're going to start. Well, we're going to go through this week uh, in terms of our study again, um, following the Come Follow Me manual suggestions. So this week is a really important week, actually, to, to be re- to be beginning these ep- podcast episodes again, because it's all about the atonement. Um, well, the beginning of the atonement, I should say. Uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, we we missed um, on the episodes anyway in the, off the podcast uh, the institution institution the sacraments and some of the Savior's teachings around that, which I'm disappointed about. But of course, we have probably touched upon in previous years when talking about the sacrament anyway. Uh, but in Luke twenty two thirty one to thirty four, we're going to start. So we're going to start with looking at conversion being an ongoing process, and um, with this looking at Peter and his um, his denial of the Saviour. So the Saviour, uh, well, actually, I mean, we're, we're, later this week, we're going to look at the uh, the events in the garden. But at this moment, we're going to start looking at um, how Peter denied the Saviour. Just because um, before... The Saviour's suffering in the garden. He says these things to Peter. He says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Now, this is an important um, reminder to us because it is something which is true of all of us, not just Simon Peter. Um, President Alan uh, H. Oak said this, quote, Unfortunately, some Latter-day Saints seem to forego unselfish service to others, choosing instead to fix their priorities on the standards and values of the world. Jesus cautioned that Satan desires to sift us like wheat, which means to make us common like all those around us. But Jesus taught that we who follow him should be precious and unique, the salt of the earth and the light to the world. Close quote. Satan is working at this very moment to have all of us be sifted as wheat, meaning that we become like everyone else around us. And whilst, you know, people around us are wonderful individuals and have great qualities, we should be, as covenant keepers, uh, those of us who have made covenants, um, be living in a different way, in a higher, holier way, um, and making sure that we do stand out. And I think that that is such an important aspect of gospel living, to remember that, yes, okay, we're not going to be perfect, and we shouldn't expect perfection, but we should be we should be able to stand out, and there's numerous experiences where I'm sure individuals can share how people just say there's, there's something different about them, or 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 think those kind of things that we hear. 
uh, the Saviour continues and says, But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art strengthened, uh, converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now, how powerful, first of all, must that have been uh, to know that the Saviour was praying for him? The Saviour of mankind was praying for Peter that his faith wouldn't fail. You know, that's just a powerful thing, really, which we could easily gloss over. Um, but to know that this that this Redeemer was praying for him individually um, gives me comfort that he is also praying for each of us individually in our own personal uh, trials or temptations or difficulties, that he's praying for us, that he will, that we'll be able to overcome them. But don't forget, this is the same Peter who was told by the Saviour that he was Peter and upon this rock he would build his church, that Peter had already testified powerfully that he knew that Jesus was the Christ. But here, um, the Saviour seems to indicate that Peter is not yet converted. And this shows to us that there is a difference between a testimony and conversion. Uh, Elder David A. Bednar said, quote, As testimony is spiritual knowledge of truth obtained by the power of the Holy Ghost. Continuing conversion is constant devotion to the revealed truth we have received with a heart that is willing and for righteous reasons. Knowing that the gospel is true is the essence of a testimony. Consistently being true to the gospel is the essence of conversion. We should know the gospel is true and be true to the gospel. Close quote. I think that's an important um, distinct difference uh, which uh, we need to understand and have um, be applicable or have um, in force in our own lives because Again, you know, it's well well and good knowing intellectually and even knowing by the Spirit that the gospel is true. But what we do with that and how we live day to day is this measure of our conversion. And if there are things in our lives which, you know, are deviating from those gospel truths, then we are not fully converted. And to be fair, are any of us fully converted? Possibly not. Uh, But we can be more converted as we move throughout our lives in mortality. Peter then responds and says in verse 33, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both to prison and to death. Um, But of course, the Saviour knows that this is not going to be the case. In verse 34, he says, I tell thee, Peter, the the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. Um, This is obviously a... um, Well, it is a prophecy. It is, is what's going to take place. And it is something which um, Peter then has to experience just later in this chapter from verse 54. And we know the story. Uh, We know that um, Peter is um, confronted by three different individuals in three different circumstances as the Saviour is going through his trials and um, and is asked or is or it's claimed that he knows the Saviour, that he knows the, um, the person that is being tortured and all and all of this and Peter denies him to kind of just dip into this I'm going to go to John 18 where firstly it's it's a damsel that was at the door that asked Peter um, about if he knew if if he was one of the man's disciples Uh, and then um, Peter was at the fire warming himself um, and he was asked "Is, is he one of the disciples and he denied it and then he was asked by one of the servants was who was a kinsman whose ear Peter cut off. Did he not see him in the garden? I think this is quite interesting, actually, because we have three very different individuals. One, a damsel who is 
at the door, um, you know, watching the Saviour's trials taking place. Um, and she asks him there. And this is kind of at the moment where um, he is perhaps not wanting to be pushed into the house and be joined in that trial. So he's, you know, trying to avoid suffering with the Saviour. Um, in verse 25, he's warming himself by a fire, so he's getting comfort from a fire, perhaps. It's perhaps probably cold. Um, and one of the men asks, and he denies again, uh, possibly to try and be able to stay by the fire and continue receiving the comforts of the world that he has in front of him. And then in the third instance, he's denying it because he's been asked by the person, uh, like a, a friend or a brother of, or, or a relation of someone who's uh, of, of whose ear Peter cut off. So perhaps he's trying to avoid confrontation or is trying to avoid, avoid a difficulty. Uh, in denying the saviour there as well there's three there seems to be three different motivations as to why this peter denied the saviour in those three instances and we can all look at those and see in our lives perhaps times where we have denied the saviour in in some way um for comfort or for security or for avoiding difficulty in the in the world that we live uh when someone asks us what we did on sunday you know what do we say do we tell them everything we did over the weekend or for comfort or for um, just ease do we just skip over some of those details I think it's uh, it's something which I want to kind of, kind of conclude looking at tomorrow in terms of conversion because I think it's uh, a really fascinating point and something I haven't really noticed before about Peter's denial of the saviour that there are three different distinct times he does so and they all seem to be for a different purpose and I'm sure at some point in our lives we've all done that for the each of those three purposes that is to avoid um trials of our own that is to continue receiving comfort and warmth from or uh, safe or perceived safety uh, from those around us and also to avoid a confrontation um or a, or a or a claim that we are do- doing something which others may think is wrong or diff- or diff- or not what we should be doing uh, so thank you very much for listening today. I'm going to dive into that a bit more tomorrow uh, and we'll continue with our study. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening and until we meet again.